Welcome to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, president of Motor Minds and host of Sirius XM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. In recent years, the automotive industry has been a hotbed for data breaches and cyber attacks. But yet the risks are constantly evolving as new technologies provide new avenues for hackers to bring mayhem to the industry. The questions are plentiful. Are there any lessons from recent automotive supply chain data breaches, particularly in terms of how most attacks happen? Where are key vulnerabilities in the supply chain? And are global events impacting the automotive supply chain? Today, we'll discuss in plain language where the risks are coming from and areas that the supply community needs to consider when devising a sound cyber strategy. Jennifer Dukarski is a shareholder based in Butzel's Ann Arbor office, practicing in the areas of intellectual property, media, and technology. She focuses her practice at the intersection of technology and communications, with an emphasis on the legal issues arising from emerging and disruptive innovation. It's cybersecurity, the risks and responsibilities on OESA's Automotive Insiders. Well, Jennifer, what a pleasure. Uh, Welcome to Automotive Insiders. Well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. It's a a phenomenal podcast, and I'm very excited to have this opportunity. Well, thank you very much, and and thanks for the kudos as well. Uh, It's guests like you that make it phenomenal. Let's start with um, with some extraordinary events that, of course, going on in the industry right now, and um, many of those are, are, are now commonplace for our own uh, listeners. Are there any lessons from recent automotive supply chain data breaches of, of which we've seen uh, many headlines now, uh, particularly in terms of how most attacks happen that we can draw from? Absolutely. The, the stats really show kind of an interesting trend. I mean, 82% of all breaches, all cyber attacks truly have human elements involved. So most of them are not brute force attacks. They really either come down to a a credential grab, phishing, or or some other exploit that's human-related. When you take a look at some of the more recent attacks, when when you look at the ones that have brought the um, Toyota supply chain to a halt, um, they're really ransomware attacks. We've seen Pandora hit big. Um, A lot of credentials were found on the dark web, and and a heads-up went out to a few suppliers who ultimately were hit pretty badly. Lockbit. Rook, a number of those very well-known ransomware um, culprits. And uh, just recently, there was a, a new supplier hit within the last few days, or at least it was made public within the last few days. Um, and that too was a, a brand new strain of ransomware. So what we're seeing is it's good old fashioned ransomware. Um, even though in, in statistics, manufacturers tend to be hit um, 39% of the time by a credentials attack, and only 24% uh, ransomware attack. That's really not what these recent episodes are showing. They are just showing that it's it's ransomware all the way. It's amazing when you think about the risks to the industry uh, over over the last um, uh, little while, and and the industry has really become a hotbed for these data breaches and cyber attacks. But it, what's funny is the risks are constantly evolving. How far ahead is technology relative to risk or perceived risk right now? No, absolutely. It, technology is, is beyond 
where the risk is. And from the perspective of, of um, attackers catching up or us catching up to attackers, that's kind of that eternal chicken in the egg problem. But as we move and, and put more and more technology in our systems, we really are opening ourselves up to more risk. Personally, I got interested in cybersecurity and automotive because of just the many threat vectors in vehicles. As we moved to connected cars and we're stepping forward into autonomy, I was just excited by the opportunity to try to find ways to mitigate that threat. But looking at the data and looking at what's happening, really, it's an enterprise issue more than anything. And, and it's not just our, our email systems and these ransomware attacks. We are seeing more and more issues with industrial control systems. We're seeing more attacks that can leave vulnerable our manufacturing plants and facilities. Um, it, it's that area as we move to that industry 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, where we're coming online with more automated equipment, more connected equipment that we're actually opening ourselves to more and more vulnerabilities. And it's true, right? You're only as good as your weakest link. And I think Absolutely. many companies don't consider that, correct? You know, it's, it's difficult because our, our weakest link, again, is often that human element. Um, and sometimes it's, it's not just clicking on that email link, but it's also thinking about where could problems arise. Um, taking a look at the manufacturing sector vulnerabilities, when you go to the shop floor, um, we've, we found more and more issues with back doors. Um, actually, on the 7th of, of June, just a few days ago, uh, there was a large control system company uh, that manages um, online connected servers that closed a back door after being exposed to the fact that there was one password left for you know, one available password that would allow access um, to any of their people to go in and fix this control system. But yet at the same time, it, it opened up to anyone hacking in if you could find that password. Although the security experts weren't able to easily crack what that password was, give some bad element, bad actor a little bit of time, and they would have been into thousands of computer systems running industrial equipment around the country. And as you said earlier, technology is advancing at a rapid pace, as is the ability of manufacturing equipment or the uh, the uh, required capabilities of manufactured equipment. So we're getting more sophisticated on the shop floor, but we have to remember that as we get more sophisticated, that we open ourselves up to a higher level of vulnerability, right? Oh, Jason, that's absolutely correct. When you look at those new technologies, creating more points of, of contact where technology and equipment hit kind of an online and, and connected um, phase, we're, we're really looking at just a, an open door uh, to those who have bad intent or those who are nation states or those who really just want financial, um, financial recovery in some capacity to come in and target what, what really is IIoT, Industrial Internet of Things Technologies. And that's how they're getting in. And that's how emerging trends are going to see them try to take down our businesses that way. They're going to exploit zero-day um, vulnerabilities and security updates that we don't do on our control systems. Um, they're going to grab credentials and get into those controllers and potentially lock out people. And we know how expensive an outage is when you're talking about days or even potentially weeks as you're getting your systems back online. It's a scary world. You're, you're frightening me here, Jennifer. But <laughs> Are global events impacting the automotive supply chain right now? You know, unfortunately, I wish I could say they weren't, 
Um, but really, when you come to, to attacks, nation states are, are one of the bigger players these days in, in attacks, uh, particularly dealing with any critical infrastructure. And when you look at the CISA definition of critical infrastructure, manufacturing falls potentially within two categories. Um, they consider transportation infra, uh, infrastructure to be a critical infrastructure and manufacturing itself. And automotive is pretty clearly spelled out under that. So when you look at a, a recent statement by the FBI director, Christopher Wray, um, looking at companies to beef up and shore up their cybersecurity because of these nation state risks, there's no doubt that these players are, are interested. Take a look first off at Russia. Um, Russia really has been kind of uh, preparing a response based on the U.S.'s support of the Ukraine and um, a lot of hacker groups uh, with the GRU are potentially um, going to increase their attacks on U.S. companies in retribution for the U.S. support of Ukraine. Uh, North Korea is just a perennial uncertainty, and, and their, um, I don't know, interest in attacking the United States is just kind of an eternal thing going on. Um, but we also have to look to China. And China actually has a larger hacker capability, a larger group of, of people focused on exploiting those vulnerabilities than all other nation states combined. And with the US policy with relation to Taiwan, there's always a risk that um, we could potentially be subject to kind of nation state attacks from China. So unfortunately, those global events, whether it's Taiwan, whether it's Ukraine, definitely could potentially impact our critical infrastructure systems and the automotive supply chain. So finally, as suppliers contemplate designing systems for the future, as if suppliers don't have enough to worry about, <laughs> what areas does really does the community need to focus on to devise a sound cyber strategy? I think you have to look at it from two perspectives. First off, the people perspective, as we had said, 82% of these attacks come from some sort of a human vulnerability. So really getting everybody to take that security training seriously, for everybody to question links that come to them, just some of those simple things that we seem to, to think from a day-to-day -day basis are absolutely normal, um, just to be a little bit of a heightened state of awareness when we do get emails or we do get things that just don't make sense. So that's the human aspect. But number two, making sure that we're really fleshing out anything that's on the back end in the industrial operations, whether that's the equipment, making sure that there are no back doors from any of the equipment we purchase, um, looking at any of the open automation software that we get to make sure that um, there aren't any critical vulnerabilities. There was recently a study done of one of the very uh, popular open automation softwares, and they found eight vulnerabilities, including two critical ones. So from that perspective, knowing what we're installing, knowing the risk of backdoors, knowing the risk of kind of that software having an issue, those are the types of things that we need to focus our attention on now because that's where the hackers are looking. It is a serious concern. There are serious implications and Jennifer, you've outlined all of these uh, considerations for us extremely well. Thank you so much for being on Automotive Insiders. Thank you so much. It was an honor. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. Thanks again to Jennifer Dukarski, a shareholder at Butzel's office in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And thanks for listening to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, and we'll talk to you again next time. <laughs>